0: In this episode, I wanted to talk about a gata, or just basically a recitation that begins a lot of Buddhist worship services. And I also wanted to talk about the whole concept of worship in Buddhism because I think it's a little bit different, at least in my experience from conventional religions. Um, because worship in Buddhism is not about asking for something to be received, it's actually just about paying reverence to a teacher, to the teachings that lead to you being in a better place. So it's all about respect rather than um, kind of like acknowledging superiority and and also asking for things from that superior being or person um, to give to you in return. But let's just start with namotatsu which is the gata I wanted to talk about today, its meaning, um, and how it relates to the core concept of worship in Buddhism and Buddhist philosophy. So I'm just going to start by reciting the gata. namo Tase Bhagavato, Arahato, samma And this is just repeated three times. Um, the literal translation of this is, I pay homage to the Blessed One, the Worthy One, the Fully Enlightened One. So, I'm just going to say that one more time. So, Namotasa, Bhagavato, Arahato, What that really means is I pay respect to the Blessed One, the Worthy One, the Fully Enlightened One. So, this introductory stanza really sets the precedence for how worship is viewed in Buddhism. Because the very first, and I would say probably one of the most important gathas in Buddhism, in Buddhist philosophy, is not about exclaiming, um, you know, like that Buddha is like superior to others or Buddha is um, some mighty being that can give us power and, and things in return if we worship them. No, the first stanza, the first set of words that you say is, I pay respect to the blessed one, the worthy one, the fully enlightened one. And I think this really sets the stage of Buddha being a teacher and a guide, rather than some sort of god that is able to give us things if we worship them. Um, and I think this concept is extremely important in Buddhism and Buddhist philosophy because, you know, um in Jataka Kathas, which is stories of the Bodhisattva, and the being that became Buddha in the, in their last life, um, before they gain enlightenment, um, as well as stories of the Buddha themselves. Oh, and, and I'm talking about Gautama Buddha because remember, you know, if you're on my podcast, uh, we are looking, um, at Theravada Buddhism. And in this school of Buddhism and many others, actually, there's multiple Buddhas and they are just, you know, spaced out accordingly. Um, there's only one Buddha in a particular era, um, and, you know, another Buddha can only come about when the memories and the teachings of the previous Buddha are kind of wiped out. So it's kind of like this natural cycle of a Buddha comes in when they're needed, um, and then, um, you know, one day all of their teachings will be forgotten, and then it's time for another Buddha to come in and kind of share the path to enlightenment all over again, um, So, so far, according to the Buddhist stories, there's been like 28, and Gautama, the the one that we know of, um, is the most recent one, Um, the one who came about 2,600 years ago. So, you know, back to the whole concept of, you know, teacher and guide, because, you know, I think a lot of religion and even a lot of Buddhists who practice, you know, today, like, they have this, there's this sense of, you know... Worship bringing in um some sort of positive effect, and like I don't think worship is a bad thing, right like I don't think there's anything wrong with worship, however, I think in Buddhism and with the stanza particularly, it really like the whole concept of worship is just different because we don't worship but the and of course, I'm talking about my own experience, but like I don't worship or or bow down to you know an image of Buddha or the concept of dhamma like i i don't bow down to them as a form of like you are superior to me you're better than me um and thus like you know like i i i worship you because you're better and like if i worship you you're going to give me things you're going to give me health you're going to give me success no not at all um i think i worship Buddha because i have deep respect and admiration for their sort of accomplishment as an enlightened being um, and as a teacher of the path that will lead to a happier enlightened state. So I think Buddhist philosophy, like when we acknowledge the Buddha, what we're really doing is acknowledging the Dhamma, the teachings, um, you know, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Five Precepts, all these teachings that actually lead to a bigger and better life. That's what we're truly worshipping when we are bowing down to the Buddha. Because in none of the stories that you see about the Buddha, previous Buddhas, Bodhisattva, in none of these stories is there ever the suggestion that the Buddha can actually give us something that by worshipping the Buddha or, you know, the Bodhisattva, we can get anything from them, that they will save us or they will be our salvation. Absolutely not in Buddhism, nobody can save you except yourself. You are very much the own person, um, the only person that can steer your boat and steer your life. And it is totally up to you if you want to, you know, look into Buddhist philosophy and look into the into the teachings. And thus, you know, like we do in Buddhism, there's a lot of these rituals about like, you know, offering water, offering food, offering incense, all of this. But I think all of those things are just meant to concentrate our mind, and to make us feel good about the practice of Buddhism. But ultimately, the core in Buddhist philosophy is not the worship aspect, but rather the following of the teachings. And in fact, like, I think one of my favorite quotes in Buddhism is, you know, the old, if you see the Buddha, you see the Dhamma, and if you see the dhamma, you see the Buddha. And I think what that really, really goes to show is that the teachings are the core of Buddhism. That the practice is the core of Buddhism. And it doesn't matter if all you do is just worship Buddha and like keep in your thoughts. Like, of course, that's a wonderful thing. But Buddha is really the teaching. It's the dhamma. It's it's the practice of Buddhism that we are truly in awe of and in reverence of, because that's what leads to enlightenment. And there's no point of worship, um, at least from the Buddhist perspective, if we don't practice the steps towards enlightenment. So in a way, I find, you know, the motas, the gata, and just the perspective of worship very empowering. Because, you know, ever since I, you know, became involved in Buddhism and practicing Buddhism I've always kind of wondered, you know, like, how is there a deity in Buddhism? Is there a higher power that we call upon, that we rely on for enlightenment? And the answer to that, at least in the context of Buddhist philosophy, is no. We can pay respect, be obsessed, be completely devoted to anything but the, but the related. But that doesn't lead to enlightenment, the only thing that leads to enlightenment and to being in a better place is practicing what the buddha talked about which is the dhamma which is the teachings and that is a very very good thing to reminded of to be reminded of through the recitation of namo which is just i pay respect to you because you're the teacher and as the teacher you are the best representation of the teachings that will lead me to a better place but in doing so, I take ownership of the fact that I need to be the one to investigate, to observe, to look into the teachings myself, and then follow them, to try to follow them, to try to understand them. And I think this, like, to me, like, when I sort of, like, started getting into Buddhism, and when I found out that really, it's not like, I don't need to surrender, or, you know, um, kind of, like, put Buddha on top and always you know worship them and 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 you know like when I realized that the emphasis in Buddhist philosophy is not about worship it's not about prayer but it's about practice to me that made a lot of sense because then I'm like ah like I actually have a choice here you know like I don't I don't even need to even consult or even think about Buddha who is a person that I will never know directly that will know only, only know of in stories I don't need to necessarily bow my head down to anybody um, in Buddhism if I don't want to. In fact, like, all Buddha is really doing in these teachings is saying, hey, look, like, I think I found a way to enlightenment. And it's worked for me. And it's worked for a lot of people that follow it. So why don't you try and investigate it yourself? You know, why don't you try um, and sort of practice these teachings and see where they lead you. And that's when you know, whether this is the path for you to the enlightenment that you seek. Um, To me, I think this made all of the difference, especially when I was starting out, because I personally just don't like the idea of like having to surrender or or kind of like slather superiority on someone or something that I don't have a direct sort of, you know, or at least in the beginning, you don't really have much of a connection with. Like I, I like the idea of, having a philosophy, a practice that I can actually experience myself and see whether this works for me. Um, and then once that practice works, that's when the risk, that's where the real respect comes in. Because I know, oh, this is the being that taught these things. Well, I respect this being because of the teachings that have brought me peace. See, that makes sense to me rather than the other way around, which is, you know, I'm going to put emphasis on honoring this being, because honoring this being is the only way that's going to lead me to peace. I think there's a lot of, and I'm not going to like, say this is a bad thing. But at least for me, like a religious or philosophical tradition that requires me to have faith in something or someone that I don't know, that I don't have any real connection with without sort of seeing why without having a a tangible reason, without it being my choice. like To me, that is a philosophy that I can never agree with. Because I think it's very, very important to see the results of a practice of what a person is saying first, before you can actually give trust and faith and respect to this person or this teaching. Um, And Buddhism very much encourages that. It never asks, at least again, this is just obviously, like my interpretation, but Buddhism never asks and it protects the right of the person to say no, it protects the right of the person to disagree, it protects the right of the person to ask questions, because really, how do you really know something unless you've investigated and prodded it in multiple directions? Um, And in the very essence of Buddhist philosophy and teaching is actually you know, every sutra, every gatha, um, for the most part, is basically people just asking questions, um, or different beings asking questions, the Buddha being like, hey, I have this question, can you answer it for me and just explain this because I don't understand. And they answer. And really, like, I think that is the one of the richest and most beautiful things about Buddhist philosophy is that you are free to question it, to dissect it, to, you know, to look at the Buddha and be like, who is this person? You know, like, where did they come from? Like, what is their background? You know, how do they arrive at... You're fully 1000% allowed to question Buddha, to question Dhamma, to sort of investigate the philosophy as you please, because that is how you're going to truly, like, understand it on your own terms, in your own time, in your own way. So... You know, I think I'm talking about a lot of ideas here, but I think what is so sacred in Buddhism is really the importance of respecting yourself throughout this process of spiritual questioning and awakening and understanding that, you know, as much as you we revere the Buddha and respect the Buddha, really the most important thing in buddhism is the practice the dhamma um and without it like there uh, there's no point of even worshiping the buddha because really the buddha is just a you know visual representation of what the dhamma can achieve which is enlightenment so in a way i think that differentiation between worship and reverence um of respect uh versus salvation that that is a very important distinction in Buddhism, that implores the person who is practicing to really take their own approach, and to practice as they please. And if you don't want to worship Buddha, and, and to, you know, pay homage to them, like, that's totally up to you, that it doesn't like, in the grand scheme of things, the most important thing is the practice. As long as you are practicing, and you're learning, and you are questioning, you are doing your your job as a spiritual being, um, in doing your due diligence to understand, like, what is, what is joyful, and what is good for you. Um, and, you know, I wanted to specifically do an episode on this because, of course, not every religious philosophy or spiritual philosophy is encouraging of the self and of questioning. And in fact, a lot of spiritual philosophies, they require you to have faith in something first before you can see the positive effects of the teaching. But in Buddhism, I actually think it's the opposite. You start with skepticism. You, you should start as a skeptic. You should start questioning everything and just taking the teachings little by little the meditation um the five precepts the four noble truth take everything step by step dosage by dosage and then maybe if you like these teachings if they are working for you you can start to pay respect to the buddha the teacher the guide to these teachings um because you know in in your eyes they've earned it um through the power of the positive power of their teachings on your life so thank you again for sticking with me in this podcast um i know that i can do a better job of uploading weekly and i think i am so you know i really appreciate everyone who's listening to this podcast i think you know previously i had done a podcast of a very different topic so switching over to dhamma is even though it's a big passion of mine is uh it's a little different. And it's taken me a little bit of time to build some stamina and confidence on this topic. But, you know, I can see that people are listening. So and that really gives me a lot of confidence. So I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Your your time spent with me means a lot. And I really hope you enjoyed this discussion of, you know, reverence versus worship in Buddhism. Stay safe, everyone, and I will be back with a new episode next week.